Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Ronnie K and special guest David Hurlbutt of the Morning Huddle and Mile High Sports Radio. Today, we have a lot to talk about. Talking about the offensive skill position players, running back, tight end, wide receiver, and can the coaching staff put this all together bubble bubble toil and trouble i guess you could say make a good little gumbo that the broncos could uh well see some success from we'll talk about that and more coming up on the broncos blitz podcast but first our friends at tap 14 1920 blake street of course it is a broncos podcast but they are a hop skip and a jump away from coors field so you getting out of the rockies game go on down to tap 14 1920 blake street 70 colorado beers on tap and my personal favorite the 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits, 100 different versions, and they're adding more to the mix, too. Go try each and every one of them. That's what I'm doing. I'm at like 35, 36, so we're getting there. We're getting there. Almost halfway there. Terrific rooftop views. Uh, just a fabulous pra- place for uh, brunch, Saturdays, Sundays, 10 to 2. Check them out on the web, tap14.com. That's tap14. Spell out the word 14 for me on the website, tap14.com. He is David Hurlbutt of the Morning Huddle on Mile High Sports Radio. You can find him on Twitter at Hurlbutt Huddle. David, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks so much for having me. I know we've wanted to do this for a few weeks now. I'm glad it worked out. Uh, pleasure to be here, man. Excited to be here. Let's talk a little bit about the wide receivers with this Denver Broncos offense. Because I think we know uh, there's interesting discussions inside the six or seven that we have laid out right yeah. now. But obviously, let's set the first two aside. Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, they are the top two. They are making the team. Agreed. From there, it gets interesting. Cortland Sutton, the rookie out of SMU, Deshaun Hamilton yep. out of Penn State, and then uh, Carlos Henderson from last year's draft class, who, of course, had the injury issues, had the offseason issues, yep. really kind of battling for that 3-4-5 position. We saw Deshaun Hamilton uh, very impressive in, in OTAs over the week. Uh, Good. Uh, fast guy, shifty, kind of fits that slot receiver position decently. Return man, too, as well. How do you see see this playing out in this battle with three, four, and five on the line. I really like Hamilton to take the early lead. Sure. I like I, I love him come out of Penn State. I went to college at uh, Bucknell in Pennsylvania. I, I know that school. I know that program well. 
I like he was a four-year guy. I like that he was a captain. Uh, you know, yes. we got a couple, couple captains out of this draft. We can talk defense another time. I like that man, characters. He looks like a polished guy. He's ready to take the next step. I think Sutton could be the alpha dog here in a year or two. But for right now, I think the first game is September 9th, Seahawks. I see Hamilton, of those three you mentioned, I see Hamilton getting the most action after the first really? two. But yeah. So you have Deshaun Hamilton kind of separating himself from there. I think so. Uh, look, I, I've read and I've heard about the wonderful catches uh, Sutton is making. Sure. And he's a beast. 6'3", what is he? 6'3", 218. Yes, big guy. Uh, he, look, he's not Calvin Johnson. I'm not going to put that. But he can be that guy, go up and get it in the corner. Mm-hmm. But you kind of have that DT right now. So maybe in a year or two... Uh, Sutton, look, he's going to contribute this year. Don't, I'm not saying he's not going to contribute. But I think the natural fit right now is Hamilton for that slot sort of third receiver guy. And fair or unfair, Carl, uh, Henderson was dinged up last year. Um, it's not fair, but it happens. And when that happens, you kind of you know, you lose a, you lose a spot or two. Unless you're Randy Moss, you missed a seed and you come back, you know your place is secure. Yeah. Right? He's not Randy he's Moss. He's not Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> we wish he were. Uh, look, he can fight for uh, time, but I just, uh, with his experience coming out of a big-time program, four years at Penn State, a captain, I-, I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. I-, I see him taking the early lead, you know, like justify it, the derby or something, getting that early oh, lead there out. there you go. Yeah, see, I'm combining everything. Throwing here. in the horse racing yes. references, you talented one. It's that time of year. You yeah. know, I, I like the Deshaun Hamilton um, emerging as the early guy because I do agree with you. I think Cortland Sutton, and this is not a knock on Sutton. Not at all. And I do not want anybody to think that I am putting the project label on Sutton because I am not doing that. Cortland Sutton is no. going to contribute for this team this year. Friends, I'm shaking my head no. He is yes. not a project. No. I, I tell you what, Cortland Sutton is going to be an incredible red zone threat yes. for them uh, immediately. And mm-hmm. that's where he's, I think, mainly going to be utilized because you do have Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. And I hate to speak like this because uh, I don't think Bronco fans like to look that far forward in the future, especially when it comes to replacing a player. Yeah. Let's face it. Cortland Sutton is the Demarius Thomas replacement yes. long term. He is going to be the next uh, the future. But with that said, he is the future. Right now, it's still Demarius Thomas and and Emmanuel Sanders, but I do think Deshaun Hamilton brings a little bit of that, what they've been looking for in that third spot, you know? And it's interesting because, you know, this year's draft, you could say there's a lot of carbon copy putting last year's draft Mm -hmm. on notice, and we're lining them up right next to each other, Deshaun Hamilton and Carlos Henderson. Yeah. Look, I say it all the time on my show. I don't care what business you're in. If you're in sports radio, if you're a professional athlete, if you're a CPA, if you're a surgeon, competition's a good thing. Absolutely. It's a good thing. Uh, even if you're a Demarius Thomas, uh, he's not untouchable. I mean, if Cortland Sutton is lighting it up in the preseason, that'll, that'll push Certainly DT a little bit. touches away. Yes, yes, he could. I see Hamilton being used a lot uh, in between the 20s, really moving those chains, third and six. And then as you get down the red zone, uh, maybe maybe run. Shifting it around. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. get Sutton in there. Get the two big boys in there. And I tell you what, we are going to talk a little bit later in the podcast about how these coaches, the coaching staff, fans, mm-hmm. Joseph Bill Musgrave, and how they're going to utilize yeah. these weapons. So we'll get to that a little bit later in the podcast. I do want to talk about the back half of the wide receivers. And this is a very... Uh, 
I think this is a do-or-die competition this year between Isaiah McKenzie and Jordan Taylor. We just listed off five wide receivers that we yep. believe, I think, I think you are in agreement with me, they will make the team. I think those are your top five. Those yep. are your top five. Isaiah McKenzie, Jordan Taylor, they are both kind of fringe guys. I don't know if you can keep both of them, particularly Isaiah McKenzie, who, of course, we know what happened last mm-hmm. year. Does McKenzie need to have, question to you, a flawless preseason training camp to make this team as a return man because gosh at 5'8 160 I mean this is a guy who's very undersized yep let's face it he's he's not going to be a guy that's utilized a ton on offense yep I mean maybe a maybe a specialty play here or there exactly I mean does he need to have a flawless return game to just even make the team I'll make another sports analogy here. He doesn't have to pitch a perfect game, but he probably has to pitch a no uh, a no hitter. Mm, okay, does, does that that's make sense? Darn good. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty close. Darn good. <laughs> yeah, look, he may be on the shortest leash of uh, maybe the top two or three short leashes here on the team. Look, he struggled last year. We all know that. This isn't the beat up uh, Isaiah McKenzie hour. Uh, but he's got to he's got to have a fantastic. He has to produce. He really does. And it, let's and remember, the not Broncos, for long, right? The Broncos spent uh, a fifth round pick for him. Yeah. So it's not like they dived a ton of assets into him. I mean, they could just say, you know what, it just didn't work out. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. You know. And chances are, it only is his second year, and he can run like the wind. I've seen him run out at Dove Valley. I'm sure you've seen him run out there. Uh, he's a, he's a, like a gazelle. He could run. Someone will pick him up. But you're right. You're not throwing away a third rounder. Uh, L- on them. Let's say one player has to make the roster and one player doesn't. Who are you choosing right now? Of those two, Taylor and McKenzie? Oh. Because I my mine is very clear and it's Jordan Taylor. You want Jordan? Yes. That that's who you think is gonna make it, or that's who you're rooting both. for? Both. Both. I, I I you know, they they ask Jordan Taylor to do X and he does X. And mm-hmm. that's been the past with Jordan Taylor. Everything that they ask him to do, he has accomplished well and he catches everything. He's a good guy in the locker room. And he's somebody who can bring you some valuable time yeah. that we've seen in crucial moments. Yes. And in those same moments, Isaiah McKenzie has faltered. Maybe you can chalk that up to experience, but. You know, the NFL is a production business, and I have to look at it as this is the guy who's giving me production. That's the big problem. Now, the hip surgeries are a big deal. Uh, oh, yeah, for a wide receiver? Yes. Yeah. yes. You're going to have to look at that. We don't know exactly where that is, so certainly they have to take that into consideration. Yeah. You talk about big boys and go up and get it. I'm looking. He's the tallest wide receiver, 6'5", 210. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't grow on trees, man. No. Um, so you're taking Taylor. I think I would buy nose. Okay. Um, you know, to make another horse reference, uh, photo finish, I, I think I would take Tolo Taylor as well. Okay, very I good. I haven't completely given up McKenzie, but man, he, he's, he can't waste any time. He's got to start fast. Absolutely. And not only start bat, flat, fast, but show flashes, too, of, of emerging, uh, you know, a, a good vision. Uh, you know, obviously catching the ball, but yeah. a big issue as well, too. He is David Hurlbutt. You can find him on Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340, FM 104.7, on the morning huddle, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Wake up every morning, Monday through Friday. Do it. Tune on, uh, tune in to David, and uh, he'll give you not only the recap of yesterday, but the preview of today. So, uh, very good show that you'll want to check out. Let's talk running backs really, really quickly. Let's do it. Devontae Booker, Royce Freeman, D'Angelo Henderson, Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that last name I throw in. Um, is this a back by committee this year? Is this a, a running back committee this year? Is somebody going to emerge? Who should get the most carries? 
I think by week, and I don't have the schedule in front of me. I know they open Seattle. I don't have the schedule here. Uh, I think by week two or three, I think it's going to be Royce Freeman, if not sooner. I think he's, uh, I think he's going to be the guy. Running back committee was was very uh, trendy for a while there. Now I think I see it shifting back to when I was much younger, your age, Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, um, you know Marshall Falk. You know now you see Ezekiel Elliott when he decides he wants to be on the field. Le'Veon Bell, uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, feature running backs. Feature running backs. Get, yeah. I want someone to get him 20, 25 carries a game, get in the rhythm, third and short, six foot, 230 pounds. I think it's going to be Freeman in the first quarter of the season. But let me ask you, and maybe we'll transition a little bit to the coaching staff and how they're going to utilize this offense here. Royce Freeman got a lot of carries in Oregon, 900-plus. Are you not worried about that workload if Bill Musgrave says, yes, we want Royce Freeman to be the feature guy, 20, 25 carries a game? Are you mm-hmm. not worried about him breaking down early? Look, I'll I'll compare him to uh, – look, you know I, I keep one eye on another team, yes. <laughs> the Cowboys. When Jimmy Johnson uh, picked Emmett Smith in the first round, 17th, I believe – a lot of carries coming out of Florida. He said, look, we'll run the heck out of him for three or four years, and we'll get someone else. Let's worry about that three or four years from now. He's 22. He's a young stud. Uh, you know, C.J. Anderson was a nice player. I want to see someone go out there and get 12, 1,300 yards for the Broncos. I want to see someone convert third and short. Uh, I just want to see someone pound the football, control the clock, and take the pressure off the passing game. Uh, and these other guys you mentioned, they'll be wonderful compliments. You mentioned Lindsey. Can we talk about him? Oh, absolutely. I think he's going to find a way under this roster, I man. think so, too. I think I he's do going too. to. Yeah. I'm looking at the running backs right now in front of me. David Williams, you know, picked out of Arkansas. I don't know if he's going to make this team. Late-round pick, probably yeah. a, probably a uh, practice squad yeah. player. I think if you're Denver, you ideally want Philip Lindsay on that practice squad. 5'8", a buck 90, uh, productive, shifty. Uh, do you remember Dave Meggett from the Giants? You might be sure. too young. Yeah, sure. uh, One of those guys who's... Who's short enough that the, the lineman can't see where he's going. Yep. And before you know it, he's getting a first down. Well, and very versatile, too. Very. You know? and, and, I mean, we've seen Philip Lindsay uh, catch punts, uh, catch the pass out of the backfield, running. I mean, just a versatile guy. And, you know, and, and maybe, you know, people are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to go, oh, it's a bunch of Colorado homers. I'm from Jersey. It's like, yeah, I'm from Jersey. You know what? There is something to be said for knowing this guy growing up. Yep. Okay. I knew this guy growing up in high school and then into college at CU. It's like when you're buying a car. You know, you've got two cars. You got a great one right here in Colorado that you've seen, you've sat in, you've looked at, you've driven it around. It's a nice car. Then there's that other nice car that's all the way over in North Carolina, and it looks like a nice car. Right? And and the owner says it's a it's a good one. What else but is you he don't say? know for sure? Yeah. How do you not know that the other guy is just not lying just to try to sell you a car? You know the car in Colorado is good. That car is Philip Lindsay. I really like him. <laughs> I do, too. Two things I'll say about Philip Lindsay. Number one, I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder. Wasn't invited to the Combine. How he was not invited to yes. the Combine is beyond me. And he has mentioned that multiple times. Good. I- I'm glad. Keep thinking of that, Philip. And number two, I think there's something for a kid growing up locally and looking in awe mm-hmm. of Mile High Stadium sure. and Peyton Manning and everything. I, I think he's going to spill his guts to make this team, and he would just 
he appreciates it. He wants to be a Bronco. I think there's something to be said for that. I'm going to give you my two productive ones really quickly, and then I want yours. I, I have Freeman and D'Angelo Henderson being the two most productive this year. Well, you and I liked D'Angelo Henderson last year. Yes. We were talking about as a possible <laughs> fantasy a whole, guy. It's a whole other discussion. Again, I don't have it in front of me. I think he had like 50-plus touchdowns in college. You, that doesn't happen by accident, man. That just doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. Uh, I, I say he was Maurice Jones Drew 2.0. I think I'm going to tip my cap here. I think I was the first one to say that here at this station. I think they'll keep four backs. Where, where are they again? I want to make sure I got them. Freeman, Henderson, Lindsay. Just the four then, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. just the four. I think Williamson would be outside. And the fullback. I think they'll keep the fullback. Yep. All right. Let's quickly do a touch on the coaching staff, and then we'll yep. get out of here. Uh, Vance, Joseph, Bill Musgrave, do you trust these guys operating the offense and how they will? Uh, right here, May 23rd. Uh, Trust. Oh, there's a lot of hesitation. In yeah, your voice. and and I'm a lot shaking of my head. In your voice. Uh, no, I don't completely trust them yet. Uh, we fired an offensive coordinator last year, and you don't have the luxury of a Peyton Manning back there. I don't think uh, you know Vance Joseph is a a Bill Walsh. Of course not. Uh, I'm tired of hearing. You know, we had a good week of practice. Uh, there is some pressure on this offensive coaches. Have now Musgrave apparently did some good things in Oakland with Carr. Uh, he's got a new shiny toy in Case Keenum. Sure. Uh, very accurate. A little bit of a gunslinger, but I like that. Um, and let, let, let me ask really quick. Go Case for it. Keenum's success mm-hmm. um, or failure, how much pressure, or, or should I say, who is the pressure on more, Vance Joseph or Bill Musgrave, for Case Keenum to be successful? Ooh. Because in my eyes, it's Vance Joseph. I, th- I don't think you can go two years in a row firing the offensive coordinator midseason. I think you get to the point where, you know what, this head coach is on a short leash. Yeah. And if you don't win, if Case Keenum does falter, you're going to the top this time, and that top is Vance it, Joseph. Yeah, the buck stops with Coach Joseph, who, look, I don't want to seem like this is the kick Joseph hour either. Uh, he seems like a wonderful guy. A stand-up oh, I'm sure quality he's a wonderful guy. guy. Wonderful person. Yeah. But you know what? He has not produced as a No, 5-11. and 11. He looked a little outcoached last year at times. Uh, he's supposed to be a leader of a man. Uh, he, he's, he should put his arm around Musgrave and say, look, I need your absolute best. Uh, or, because or our, we, jobs or, our jobs are on the line. And yes. let's see if they, some people respond to pressure. Some people don't. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on both those gentlemen. But if it go, if they start like 1-3, and 2-6, and six, it could get, really it could get really ugly quick. quickly, and it could yep. be Joseph. All right. Uh, be sure to check out uh, that voice, David Hurlbut, on Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340, FM 1047. You can find him 6A, 7A. Uh, give me a little taste of your show. What kind of stuff do you talk about? What kind of segments do you have? Four-segment show. We do an hour, so we are all over the place. Of course, we cover all our uh, Denver and Colorado sports, yeah. but I love keeping an eye on, on golf. I'll talk the Masters. I'll talk the U.S. Open. I was at the Masters this year. Uh, I am fascinated you by the, the Western... Masters hat on right now. Oh, every day, <laughs> every day. Uh, Western Conference Finals. You know, Houston evened it up yesterday. Um, you know, I, the, the little Rockies. Uh, I'm all over the place, man. I touch on everything. Uh, I am just blessed to talk sports for a living. So it's not Denver Broncos twenty four seven. No, and to oh. the chagrin of many, I, I bring in a little Cowboys when I vent because oh, they frustrate geez. me. Because oh, they frustrate oh, me. Here comes the Dallas in them. See, oh boy, folks. <laughs> hey, he is David Hurlbut, six A to seven A. Thank on you. Mile High Sports Radio, AM thirteen forty. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, David. David, where can they find you on Twitter? At Hurlbut Huddle. At Hurlbud Huddle. There you go. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, and you can find past archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast. We 
got a lot of great stuff, including conversation with Philip Lindsay, different analysts and coaching staff. So be sure to go check that out at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com where you can find archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast. And then, of course, we are presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field, the 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits. And they got pretty darn good burgers over there as well, too. Nice. Be sure to check them out at tap14.com. And then, of course, you can stream milehighsports.com live on your mobile phone, the new mobile app. And we even got a new text line for your show, too, of course, as well, too. So be sure to do that. Find that info all at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit